When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello everyone and welcome to the Phineas Club. This is a special episode of the show because we're not doing uh, general news. We're taking a break. All right. We're, we're, we need a break. We're taking a break and we're talking about some uh, much easier topics like being a father. That's super easy, right? I'm Patrick Beja. This show is supported by its patrons at patreon.com slash the Phileas Club. And uh, if you appreciate it, if you enjoy what we do, then please, please, please do consider supporting the show at the link that is in the show notes, because the patrons who support it are amazing people. And you can be an amazing person as well. It's super easy. Just support the Phileas Club on Patreon. Do it and you'll be a fantastic human being. So uh, thank you very much in advance. I'm Patrick Beja, as I said. I have a son who is now three years old. I can't believe he grew up so fast. It seems that every day he's getting older. Um, I probably made that joke on the previous episode that we did together about fatherhood. That was episode uh, 113 back in September of 2018. It's two and a half years ago. Oh, my God. Uh, things have changed a little bit for me, but also for the other uh, co-hosts on the panel. First of all, uh, I'm very glad to be welcoming back Bruce Woodward. How's it going, Bruce? Hi Patrick, I'm I'm all right. It's a it's a bright and uh, snowy Wednesday morning this morning. So uh, yeah, I'm all right. I'm I'm actually awake at eight o'clock. It's great. Amazing. Uh, did you wake up specifically for the show? No. Okay, that's good. <laughs> I'm usually uh, awake. My my boys usually have me awake at about five or six anyway, so it's fine. Um, Martin is here as well. Martin, how's it going? I, I forgot to, to mention, uh, Bruce is in Scotland. Martin is French, but in Japan. How's it going over there? Hey, everybody. Oh, pretty fine. So I'm really happy to be, to be back on the show. And by the way, Bruce, yeah, long time no see, long time no hear. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're, I, actually, you're wrong. It's not morning. It's actually the afternoon now. <laughs> actually, it's 5 p.m. here in Japan. And the temperature is uh, kind of okay, about 10 degrees. So 10 degrees. It's minus 18 yeah. here in Finland, guys. Whoa. Minus 18. <laughs> I don't want to hear any complaining. In 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 <laughs> space temperature they use in the US, it's probably what? Like it's probably actually pretty close in Fahrenheit. I have no idea. Basically, it's really cold. Um so thank you both for being back on the show, but we also have another 
uh, co-host, who I'm so glad to be welcoming for the first time to this show. Uh, he's never been on before. Of course, I'm talking about uh, Turkey, Turkey Alballa. How's it going, my friend? Hey, Patrick. All is good. Glad to finally be chatting with you again. It's been a while. Um, so you're so busy, you can't really be on the show usually, but... Uh, since it, it, people might wonder, oh, what's Turkey been up to? Like, what, what's, uh, what's he's been doing? And what you've been doing is making a baby and then taking care of that baby. And uh, that is why you're on the show, because you have a child. And maybe we can, yeah. start, maybe we can start with you and just, just a little bit of context. Because before we talk about how it is having a child and being a father... Um, How old is he? Uh, who are you? What are you doing? Just give the listeners a little bit of context who might not remember you from all those years ago. Well, all right. So um, I'm a father right now. My son, Faisal, is uh, just eight months old at the moment. So we're, his nickname is the COVID baby. Uh, <laughs> Nice one. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the stories I'm going to tell, just wait for it. Uh, so, uh, anybody who does not know me, I'm uh, from Saudi Arabia. I'm, I live in Riyadh. Uh, I'm married to my wife for 10 years, and this is our first son. And uh, we're trying, uh, just trying to, I don't know, for the last. Survive? <laughs> survive seriously guys survive and i'm i'm sure you guys went through survival but none of you went through it unless you had a baby during covid uh, you i'm sure that it. was it yeah 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 we, we you you can do it but you know it's interesting you're now at the point where i was when we recorded episode 113 um the first of these fatherhood episodes and uh you're at that point And I didn't listen back to the episode, but God, I, I like. I'm pretty sure I was fairly. Uh, I I I, re I think I remember that episode. I've heard it. I think you were basically just crying <laughs> for for the hour that it took to record. Yes, absolutely. So, um, and, and we'll talk about that. But I got some interesting feedback from that that Actu episode. But uh, sorry, yeah, Martin. Sorry. Actually, I uh, sorry, my mic was mute. Uh, actually, I was the one always crying of emotion, but Patrick was the one crying from despair. <laughs> yes, no, exactly. <laughs> That's what months. I mean. <laughs> so we're, we're... I, I, I kind of have a saying, guys, that I keep on telling every person I meet, I'm loving fatherhood. Mm -hmm. I'm absolutely hating parenthood. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's similar to something that I said. I think it was like, I'm really glad I have a, a, a baby but I really hate being a father or something like that. Or maybe the opposite. I'm glad I'm a father, but I hate having a baby. Like it's, it, we'll get back to it. Yeah. Um, Martin, where are you? Who are you? What are you up to? What are your children or your child like? Yeah, I'm still in Japan, uh, obviously. So yes, I'm, um, as you said, I'm French. I'm an illustrator. I'm uh, uh, drawing illustration for education for commercial purpose. And I'm willing to do some uh, interesting uh, comics from now. Actually, I drew a, a comic book uh, about my life as a, as a father in the, in the past years. Uh, unfortunately, I had to stop, but I want to... To start uh, to start again, so and uh, really no enjoying my uh, my 
uh, my days as a, as a father because my daughter she was uh, she was uh, seven when we did the first episode and now she's uh, so she's nine 10, now guess, yeah. and uh, uh, even uh, more cute even uh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of the takeaways. Like it it's for some people it's pretty horrible. But it gets better. Every day it, get, it gets mm. better. Um, Bruce, what about you? Yes. You mentioned boys. So you have more than yes, one. Yes, I have, <laughs> I have boys. I've got uh, two sons of six and eight. And, uh, well, I think doing the maths, they were four and six back then. Maybe maybe younger, three and five. But, yeah, uh, yeah we've, we've, had, uh, we've had interesting times over the past six months it's very difficult to think mm. about anything before covid <laughs> being impaired because <laughs> because uh, you know we're, we're all living in a small house um with the with the two young boys who want to get out and do stuff and and we can't do it but um mm. but yeah so we we're what happened in that episode i don't know what, what happened before march 31st march 23rd <laughs> 2020 nobody knows nobody remembers so yes um, that's true I don't think anything existed then uh, so and I'll, I'll add to that i don't even remember two weeks ago anyway so. <laughs> <laughs> um so it, it, your your youngest was about the age that my son is now uh when we yeah. recorded the episode so you can give me a preview of uh, if you start remembering you can give me a preview of what's going to happen over the next few years um and and finally myself uh i live in finland i'm french my wife is finnish uh, we didn't mention but martin's wife is uh japanese so he, there's some multiculturalism happening there um obviously mm. in in finland we're a lot closer you know we're european so maybe culturally it's it's very similar for uh her and me not entirely but very and uh so my son is three now but the big change is that uh we are expecting a second child uh for the month of april and that congratulations. is <laughs> thank you thank I mean, you congratulations <laughs> <laughs> and and i think uh, people who might have listened to the first episode will be puzzled as I'm sure is Turkey, uh, was Turkey when he heard that we're having a second child, because back I'm then... still questioning that decision. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, so am I. I, I, I. You know, I'm not sure of what we're doing here, and is, <laughs> neither is my wife. But um, yeah, it, it was pretty clear to me that that would never happen back then. Or, you know, never say exactly, never. But exactly, exactly. I remember clearly at the, at the beginning of the episode, you saying to Bruce, how is that possible that you ever decide to have a second one? <laughs> it was, yes, it was certainly, I was in that space. Um, and, you know, things haven't changed all that much. I think it's as much myself changing and my relationship with my son and, and with fatherhood changing as it is just kind of, you know, accepting your fate um, of, well, this is what life is now. You know, there's this wise saying of asking God to to show you uh, to, what is it, like to accept the things you can, to, to uh, uh have the strength to change the things you can and accept the things you can't change and, and know the difference, the w wisdom to know the difference between the two. It goes something like that. 
And there's part of it for me, which is I kind of have almost accepted that life has changed and in some ways better, in some ways, well, I don't know about better, in some ways <laughs> interesting and in some ways worse. But at the same time, there is some uh, uh, improvements over the, the, the life. And I, a lot of people, when we recorded the first episode and when I've been talking about fatherhood here and there, have, have told me, you know, it's really refreshing to have someone say out loud how difficult it is and how crushing it is to become a father. And I'm sure there are different, you know, approaches to it and and relationships to fatherhood and uh, children, you know, maybe some are easier than others and, and some are harder for sure. Um, but you always only hear how easy things are and and how wonderful parenthood is. And very rarely do people say uh, how difficult it can be as well. So a lot of people have been telling me that it's refreshing to hear that someone else went through the same thing as they did. And someone dares to say, guys, it's bullshit. It's horrible. Like, <laughs> like fuck all of it. I'll, I'll just say it. Fuck all of it. Well, not all of it. but And, and I think that's a good opportunity to go to Turkey um <laughs> to ask him how things have been basically turkey is going to be playing the role of patrick from two and a half years ago uh how things have been since the the birth of your child and of course with the special circumstances of it being covid um but yeah so yeah turkey tell us yeah well let's see it's it's kind of difficult but yeah it's it, it it's a combination of absolute misery and absolute joy. So, it's, yeah. And uh, and with COVID, it's been a lot more difficult. Uh, first of all, we've been married for ten years, and we've been trying to have a baby for the last, I think, about seven years. And out of the blue, a complete surprise. Here he comes. Uh, he was a complete surprise to us. We weren't expecting him. He just shocked us. Uh, and he decided that the best time to do that is during the year of the COVID. So, <laughs> so yeah, he, he's eight months old now. So it really started at the beginning of the pandemic. Like he, he timed yeah. it exactly right. Yeah, exactly. And And he was born on May 29, which was the, the day just uh, the day before I think on April 1st, the quarantine, the curfew, the 24-hour curfew was lifted on April 1st. So he decided, uh, sorry, uh, June 1st. So he decided to be born on May 29th. And I was not able to be there. I was not allowed in the hospital. And I was locked at home waiting for the news to arrive. So, mm. Uh, so that was a difficult time for me, just waiting. Uh, thankfully, we were able to get uh, her, uh, my wife's sister to be with her. Uh, although both of them had to have be COVID tested and they were not allowed to leave the hospital. And if they left, they weren't allowed back in. So they ended up spending about, I haven't, my son was born and I did not see him for about, I think it was seven days. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, 
Yeah, oh. uh, except on FaceTime or uh, of course photos. And the reason I couldn't usually they they should have left they should have left the hospital after a day or two, but he had some uh, minor issues. Uh, I forgot the name of the what he had for the first few day, for a few days, which is was when his skin turns yellow. And Arabic is called Safar. Yeah. yeah. So they had to put him under the light and so on. And uh, so they, had, they the had to keep him. Yeah. So they had to keep him there for a few days. And uh, so I couldn't see him. Uh, finally, a week later, I went to pick them up. And that's when the curfew was mostly lifted. And I went and picked them up. And joy. And <laughs> I just cried when I saw him. <laughs> so. <laughs> And carried him for the first time. It was amazing. And to be honest, let's, I'll be honest, I, I knew I would love him. But to be honest, I did not know that I love him as much as I do love him right yeah. now. So so the amount of love I have for him is exceeds what I expected. Um, it was difficult for us. You know, COVID and the first few months, of course, his immune system is still weak. So we were extra uh, cautious. We did not have help. We couldn't use our families for help. Uh, curfew for one. Uh, curfew was around for a while, even though it wasn't 24 hours anymore, but there was still partial curfew. Uh, there were still uh, lockdowns and so on. And we were kind of doing it all alone. And it was kind of a bit of difficulty not having help that we can rely on. And even when we did have help, we were so worried about exposing him to help. It was mm. even more difficult of course. for us. <clears throat> and I think the other thing is I kind of, compared to most, uh, to my culture, I was more involved than uh, other guys when it comes to their sons. And I decided to take that step. And, uh, for example, I'm the official... Diaper changer for him. <laughs> and is that so, something that is completely like... It's, 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 it's almost unheard of for Saudi men to be that. Mm. <laughs> it's change diapers. So, uh, uh, of course, not all, uh, there are exceptions, but the, the norm is... And you don't usually tell people that, but yeah, who cares? <laughs> you, like you don't change diapers if you're a man in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mostly you don't, and if you say you do, you'll be the joke of the mm. group. So, okay. Are you are you are your friends like that? I mean, your 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 your, your friends, men and dad friends. Uh... Uh, yeah, mostly, mostly. Uh, hmm. I I don't think they are judgmental about whether you change diapers or not, but they don't do it. So <laughs> it's it's. It's kind of a cultural thing. And if they do it, I, d I doubt uh, at least most of them will not tell me if they do. Mm. <laughs> Unlike me that uh, I have no issues saying it. And uh, so I'm more involved with the child. And, uh, I'm, I mean, and with I, COVID, I've met for your... some reason, I'm, I'm extremely very protective of him. Mm. Of course. I've so, met your wife, so, so I'm kind of not yeah. surprised you're doing it. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can see how that wouldn't go over so well if you didn't. But, uh, <laughs> is that... That's not a compliment. Uh, I, think, I think it is. In the context of uh, <laughs> that context, I would say it is. But so, um, okay, 
how has it been going for the past? Uh, because we've been chatting here and there, and uh, things have been difficult for you. I'm curious um, to hear more. It's it's it, it it has been. It's as I said, it's kind of complicated. So I'm enjoying being a father. Fatherhood's amazing, and when he's laughing, when I'm carrying him, when he smiles at my face, when I play with him, it's just unbelievable, amazing. But then you come to parenthood where you actually need to take care of him when he cries, when he's upset, when he wakes up in, at night, when he needs his milk. It's just absolute misery, especially when he cries uncontrollably. And I'll, I'll be honest, and uh, I'm sure some of you went through this, and uh, and it's basically a personality trait, so not everybody would have experienced this. But there were points when he is uncontrollably crying. His mom isn't around and i'm trying to manage him and i reach a point where i have to put him down and let him cry and just ignore him because if i continue holding him i know for a fact i'll end up shaking him yeah. and we never and of course you don't want to do that uh. because i just anger is just i start to start boiling and anger i actually shouted at him a few times and i know he doesn't understand anything but it's just out of control you get this frustration this anger and you just i actually i think once or twice i almost threw him to the floor wow that that's how difficult it is sometimes and you really need to and it's a struggle i think the good thing is i realized that so it makes it a lot safer for me i can just put him down as soon as i realize i'm getting to that point and and thankfully most of the times his mom is around and she just comes and takes over and to be honest mothers are amazing i can't believe how mothers can stand their babies because <laughs> with my wife at least, at least with my wife she has the patience of an i don't know a god because <laughs> i she she can handle him crying and going out of control to a point I could never. That's interesting. Earbuds, you know, <laughs> without earbuds. <laughs> Hearing you say that, Turkey, it just takes me back. Um, you know, we're not supposed to have those thoughts and feelings and, and ideas in our heads, and we don't talk about it, but um, you're not alone. Um, yeah. yeah. Feeling that kind of thing. And it's not, I don't even think it's a personality trait. I just think it's a, so difficult the crushing responsibility of it it's something we yeah. cannot control but something we love so much um i'll yeah. i'll second that it's uh you know that that feeling that you're describing which is extremely like it's it you're ashamed of it and yeah. i had it as well and and it's difficult because you are me too Yeah, well, there you go. So I guess all of us have had it. So you're well, definitely honest, not yes, alone. I did, I did feel very ashamed of it. And, yeah. uh, but, uh, but to be honest, I'll be honest with you, Patrick. You helped. Aww. <laughs> did I'll I help when no, we no, talked no, or, or I'm, when I'm, we, with the show? When that... you, the episode, the show, and when yeah. we talked. Mm. You honestly helped. Because to be honest, nobody around me ever tells me i hear stories but nothing to this point that you mm. and maybe and, and and let's be honest as far as i know maybe because the people around me don't actually experience these feelings because they're not as involved as i am with the mm. baby yeah as far as i i know most of them if not all of them 
just throw the baby to their wives and she care, takes care of them. They only are there when the baby's happy. Yeah. And when they're angry or mad, they just hand them over to their wives. So they're not as involved as I am, as far as I know. I don't know if they are or not, but I, when I sit with the people I know and I talk to them, that's the impression I'm getting that they're not as involved as I am. So they might actually not go through some of the things I'm going through. Yeah. But you guys, you, Patrick, specifically, when you talked on your on the show, the previous episode, and when we chatted together, I felt vindicted. I felt, yeah, all right, so this is normal. I should have expected this. Mm-hmm. But I went in, I, I expected it's going to be difficult. I expect it's going to be hard. But to be honest, I've never expected that there would be a point where I actually get so angry that I might want to shake him like crazy or just throw yeah. him or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. No, no matter. That they would never come to me. Go ahead, Martin. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're right. Uh, no matter... Uh, what you, you, what you heard about parenting and, and how many advices you got, uh, at the end, you are not prepared. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's, yeah. There's, no, there's just no way around it. You just, you can't mm-hmm. be prepared. And it's, uh, the, you know, people never talk about this. And even when you hear it, to be honest, I have one friend who told me, like, it's going to be shit. You're gonna, it's going to be horrible. And that friend is Nicole Spag, Nicole Spagnolo, very good friend from the internet. And she had a difficult pregnancy, like even more difficult than everything we've experienced. And I'm guessing maybe more difficult childhood with her first kid. And she had a second one as well, <laughs> interestingly. But um, we, she told me how bad it would get. And I didn't As you said, Martin, I wasn't prepared. I couldn't realize. And I guess, Turkey, that's what you're experiencing now. When you heard me say it, you heard it, but you didn't, like, you didn't realize how it was going to be, right? You you didn't know how bad it was going to be. Yeah, like, I expected bad when I heard you, but... I, bad as I the way I'm describing what I thought the thoughts that went through my head when he's uncontrollably crying and I'm holding him those would never have came yeah, to yeah. me as something that I might actually think or consider and and as you said this it's kind of you feel shame you feel horrible about it you feel guilty you feel like disgusted at yourself mm. but at the end of the day when you sit down you go through it it's not something that you can control. It's not like you're deliberately doing this. It's yeah, just it's not like you're deciding, oh, today I'm yeah. going to be taken over by some form of rage that is going to be, yeah. It's, uh, and, and, and it's and the tiredness as-, as well, the the lack of sleep yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the that, you know, obviously doesn't help. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and and as long as you realize it and you actually control yourself and of course. know when that's coming through and you take actions, you put the baby down, you walk away, take a breath, and you concentrate again, that's good. The problem is there are some parents out there, and we hear stories of that, that they don't realize it. They just let their emotions take over and they end up hurting their babies with either yeah. shaking them or throwing them or hitting them. And these are creatures. These are small babies. They don't know what they're doing. This is their only way of communication is crying. Of course. That's all they have at this time of their lives. Yeah. It's um, all right. So I think if you want more of this, you can go listen to the to the original one from uh, (laughs) from 2018. I do (laughs) want to ask. uh, So I guess maybe it's my turn because 
I was at that stage and things have evolved. And then we'll go to, uh, to, to Bruce and then we'll go to Martin. But for me, I was at that stage and things have been improving. There was no like one thing that happened that made it better. It was just slowly improving every day. Um, and of course, the fact that he went to daycare was very helpful. Uh, Turkey, you can't really put him in daycare now, but I know that you have. No, I'm help. jealous of you. Daycare, that would have <laughs> been amazing. I mean, daycare only started when he was nine months old, I think, or eight months old. Um, Turkey, so you had... mean, Turkey, you mean the daycares are, are closed now? Um, uh, they've only they mostly are most of them are closed. Some are open, oh. but. Uh, to be honest, I don't feel comfortable sending him to a daycare, even if it was available. Uh, people aren't that vigilant when it comes to COVID. And I think until my son turns 12 months old, I will be extra uh, cautious uh, about him being exposed yeah, to anybody. Yeah, good. And and actually, we, we didn't, I wanted to mention this or to ask you, but the fact that you tried for so long to have a baby must make it even more complicated, like psychologically, the fact that you have these feelings. I'm, about I'm, I'm extremely protective. It's ridiculous the amount of protectiveness I've been giving. I've been criticized from my mom, from uh, uh, my sisters and brothers-in-laws, from my own brothers, from my aunts, my uncles. They they just criticize me like crazy. From because the way you're I'm too protective. Extra protective, yeah. And yeah. I just look at them and I'm telling them, really, and, and to be honest, let me tell you something. And I, Patrick, you know this, and I think maybe some, uh, some of the listeners might know this. We did, my wife did get pregnant about four years ago, I think it was. And, we, and she was pregnant with twins and we lost them. And we lost them they, when she was five months uh, pregnant. And they, when they, we lost them, they were in a phase religiously here in Saudi. They are considered alive. So we had to bury them. Mm. So that was an extreme crush and emotional. Well, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, thanks. Guys. Uh, so it was a huge crush and emotional back. And when people start telling me, oh, you're overprotective sometimes. And when they push too much, I just look at them and said, when you bury your own babies, then come and talk to me about me being overprotective. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, Turkey. Um, <laughs> Very sorry. All right. Um, okay. Whew, I need a, a, a second. Um, okay. It does get better. Um, things do get better slowly. And now, after, like, he just turned three. Um, I wouldn't say it's perfect. It's, it definitely isn't because, and that's, I'm curious to ask you, Martin and Bruce, about this, but... He is so agitated. Like, I, I often joke on Twitter that if we could master, like, using the energy of small children, we, we would solve the uh, climate issues and energy issues we have in the world. <laughs> because it feels like you give them, you know, one calorie of food and they multiply it into, you know, 1,500 of energy. He's running all the time, like all the time. And he's in his ter terrible twos still. Um, not as bad as it was a year ago, but he's still like he will, he refuses to do stuff. And he has a loud voice. And that's maybe something that I said when I was from talking about when he was from the beginning. <laughs> like I, I from told the that joke 
that joke about the the nurse who took him when he came out of my my wife's uh, belly, and he was like, "Oh, you're gonna have fun," and we were like, "What? Like, <laughs> like he's he's really like he's strong, and he is so strong." Future singer. Yeah. And he has such a strong will. Like, you will not make him do something that he doesn't want to do. Like, he he is so... Like, it's all... I'm talking about the bad things, quote-unquote bad things, but it's also super good. Like, he wants to do everything himself. Things that he can't do. And when you tell him, okay, let me help, help you... He's like, he speaks mostly Swedish, but also a little bit French. But he, he, he stops you. He's like, no, I can do it myself. I can do it myself. And he's like... and. And you're like, I, but you, you, you really can't, honey. You're like, I, but then you have to let him try. The only way that he will accept not being able to do something is if he tries himself and doesn't manage. And then he's like, oh, I couldn't. And you're like, okay, that's fine. So you end up letting him try everything. Like he, he cuts carrots himself with his little knife that we bought, like the safe knife. He like, he does he wants to try to do everything, but he's so. Does, does like, he? Yeah. Does he accept when when he cannot do something? Or yes. is, yeah. is he yeah, pissed off? I had the same question. Yes. In the <laughs> end, when he tries it himself and he doesn't manage, then he accepts, and then he's fine. You know, he goes, and mm. I guess that's a that's a child thing. Oh, that he control is completely his. the opposite of that. <laughs> You're lucky. <laughs> well. I mean, he. What did you say? Faisal is is the opposite, or me? My nephew. My nephew. Oh, your nephew. Well, uh, yeah. I don't know. He's maybe it's a, an age thing. I don't know, but he is actually very considerate, very uh, calm when he gets his way. It's very. He he's not angry all the time, and that's the change from when he was eight months old. Um, he is a lot calmer and he's a lot sweeter and he's a lot nicer, but he has this super strong will and the, you know, terrible two phase where he, his initial reaction to anything, again, a little bit less now, but uh, especially a few, um, a few months ago, his initial reaction was no. And even now, like when we tell him, okay, you have to get dressed or even sometimes we dress him, we have, you have to get dressed. And he won't. And we ask 15 times and we tell. And, you know, it's not. I thought when I wasn't a parent, I thought it was like, well, you have to be strong and you have to to make them do it or you have to to do it for them. And it's like I was so naive, like I'm caricaturing a little bit, but it's it doesn't work like that. Like, first of all, the worst thing you can do is force stuff on your children all the time. That is like terrible parenting. And second of all. I, I, we watch, um, especially with, with COVID, but we already, uh, I think we would have done it anyway. He's usually a few months ahead of the development things that, that you know, uh, uh, we hear about in, in uh, education books. And so anyway, he watches a little bit of TV. We're quite restrictive, but a little bit less with COVID. But he watches a little bit of TV and he watches that show, uh, Caillou, which is a Canadian show, I think, but it's in English and in French. And it's just about the life of a little child who's three years old. And he loves it because it mirrors some of his life. Um, and so he watches a few episodes every weekend. Um, and it's interesting because the show also teaches parents how to react and in the show the kid does something they shouldn't and the parents it's always so calm you know you 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 
go, you address it. And it, of course, the show doesn't tell you that it's supposed to teach the parents as well how to react, but it's, it actually does. And sneakily that way. But when the parents say what they should say, the child accepts it. So in the show, it takes half a second and everything goes back to normal and perfect. But in reality, that's not how it works. You know, he doesn't accept the the, the calm, mature behavior that you display. Um, it's It's been a challenge in those ways. It's also been, I said, things improve every day. And certainly they have improved. He is adorable. Like the feeling that you get, Turkey, of... of both like loving it and hating it at the same time, like the love increases so much. And it's true that he is, when he's being adorable, he's so adorable. And when, you know, he comes over and he's like, oh, I love you, daddy, and gives you a big hug. We're very huggly in this family. Like we hug all the time <laughs> and we tell each other we love each other all the That's time. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, and is he going to be a podcaster like that? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> he does podcast, quote unquote, sometimes. Do you want, do you want to know what Basil's favorite thing when he's upset? Tell me. It's for me to pick him up and go to my gaming rig and podcasting equipment and he just sits there and starts smashing the keyboard and playing with the mouse. <laughs> he's the happiest kid in the universe uh, he <laughs> likes that as well uh he likes pressing the buttons and now he started playing console games even he's playing mario odyssey and and he's like every time when he comes nice back choice. from isn't it uh, of course nintendo yeah. like i have such a different outlook on nintendo and the friendly child friendliness of everything they do now but and when he comes back from daycare, he's like, hey, dad, you know what we haven't done in a while? We haven't played Mario Odyssey. And I'm like, you played yesterday for half an hour. What are you talking about? You, you, you're not going to play every day. <laughs> yes, that's true. It's very long for him. But he's not. He, of course, he doesn't play every day. Um, but and now he's waiting for Mario 3D World. I told him there's a new Mario coming and I made a little calendar for him and told I made a, put a mustache where the game is coming on Friday and you're like, "Oh, is it is it coming yet?" And we're like, "No, look at your calendar." So, anyway, all of this is super cute. We should um, we, we should we should do a, a, a complete episode about games and kids for children. <laughs> and I mean, he's you're not supposed to put them in front of screens when they're this young. Uh he started before he was 3, but it's so much of, you know, it was of course very limited. Um it was anyway, very limited, but it's so much of of how you do it, like what they do aside from that, how they are in front of a screen and the difference between the TV and the computer games and what games they play and how they play them and anyway, it's a, we should do a whole episode on that, but I guess getting to the interesting thing, which is why did I decide to have another one? Why did we decide to have another yeah, one? Why? <laughs> yeah, why? I still don't know, man. I, <laughs> I, I'm not sure. No, I mean, I, we wanted to. I, um, okay. We wanted to from from the beginning. Maybe three. We're not getting three, and that time, like, I'm, I'm, I'm snipping the the things that should be snipped for not having three. Uh, like definitely not three, but okay. we wanted two. Who um, knows? <laughs> who knows? But we wanted two, and uh, he was at an age which was right for us to get two. And the thing, the fact that it has been getting better, and we feel like we're more prepared because one of the things that was really difficult is that we had no idea, no idea 
um, how things were going to work. But now we do have a little bit of an idea. So it's going to be hard, of course, but we hope that we're going to be prepared for it. Um, he's at an age where it's good because he's old enough that he's going to understand how, th- you know, what things, what is happening. And he's independent enough that we don't have to babysit him every single second, although he does require so much attention. Like when I hear parents tell me, oh, my kid plays by himself. I'm like, you lucky bastard. Like, he is jumping on us all the time if we're not playing with him. Like, all the time. Literally jumping on us. Like, when you see those images of nature documentaries with baby lions jumping on their father lions that are just lying there, that's me. On the weekends, that's me. And, and of course, I play with him a lot, but then I'm tired, and so I lie down. And he doesn't play with his Duplos or his cars or anything or reads or or does puzzles. He does a lot of puzzles with us. He comes and jumps on me. Like, anyway, so he's old enough. Because because you are his best toy. (laughs) Yes, great. I'm both flattered and annoyed by Mm -hmm. that fact. (laughs) Um, But so he's old enough that he's going to understand what's happening and not require some constant attention. And what we're hoping is going to happen, we'll see what actually happens, is first of all, we hope that we're going to be so busy with the second one that we're not going to have time to dedicate to him. And I'm sure that part of it, part of his requiring our attention all the time is that we give it to him. You know, he's a, for now, he's an only child. And so I'm sure part of it is us. You know, we are always looking at him, always talking to him, always everything. So we're hoping that it's going to force us to (laughs) pay attention to something else. We're hoping that when the the second one is a little bit older, he's going to have someone to play with. You know, that it's going to, we're almost making the baby as much for him as it is for us. (laughs) Almost. I hope you're ready for child envy, though. Child envy? What do you mean? Your your son is going to be envious and jealous of your new oh, son, yes. and he's going to fight. Yes, for of course, of course, of course. We'll see, but we'll see how it goes. Now, you know, it's not like we can stop it. It's it's done. It's coming in two months. So, <laughs> are um, you, but Patrick, that's a little bit. Uh, of sorry, uh, um, sorry. Uh, are you expecting him to to help you out uh, to take care of the of the new one, or he, is he too young, maybe, or maybe Bruce can can say us something about that because he has I- two kids. I'm expecting him to want to help and to help in some simple things. Yes, he's so, as I said, independent and strong-willed and wants to do everything himself. When you give, he's happiest when you give him a task. He is so happy when you tell him you should do this or you should do that. And we do it a lot, but like he does it and he's happy as a, like, like wash else. the dishes? Or- <laughs> <laughs> That's the long-term plan, Martin. That's like, Mm-mm. in a few years, he's going to be in charge of everything in the house. He's going to run the house. <laughs> like, that's the, that's the plan. But uh, yeah, Kerwin. So uh, does it, does it, uh, Kerwin? <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. I don't know. I don't like name. Uh, no, that's funny. Um, yeah, just to... Your, your, you... your name on the social network is Kerwin. That's why I say Kerwin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce, that's it, uh, Am I delusional? Um, uh, um, the thing is, what happens with 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 the with the second is that the dynamic changes completely. It just just changes. Um, you you think, you know how you were talking about how 
much it how difficult it was uh with with your with your eldest and how how things are and how you you know nobody told you how it was going to be um i guarantee you and you're gonna hate me for saying this but i guarantee you you've forgotten how bad it was and it's going to be that bad again if not worse um uh the, the fact that we, I have to laugh. the fact that we had a i mean it's in the spirit of the show i think i've got to be honest and and i think the um the we had kids who were 18 months apart so that was maybe harder you you, you oh, asked a question sure. as to you know martin but we did that on purpose we thought let's just get it all done um mm. but martin sort of said you know, would would he would your eldest be able to help? And I think I think that's an important uh, point. Is yes, you want to be able to concentrate on on bringing up your youngest, but I think you need to involve you need to involve him. And if he loves doing tasks, then give him tasks that involved his younger sibling. I don't know if it's going to be yeah. a boy or a girl, uh, and and make sure that uh, he is involved. Um, and that they have things that they can do together, um, because you, you, what Turkey was saying about um, older kids getting jealous is a real thing. It didn't happen with my kids. I think it's because they're so close together. But I know of other parents who've had issues like that, mm. where the eldest ends up hating the youngest because, you know, they they, they used to be the world. They're everything to you, and you. What you have to do is be very, very careful that you don't. And and do they that. feel maybe that the love is is being shared yeah. with someone else. And I, and, and that's <laughs> How difficult. Is that possible. <laughs> One of the things we used to do pre-COVID um, was that we would share. We would have. We would call it parenting. Uh, Saturday. So one day I would take one out. One Saturday I'd take one out and do something. So it was just me and one child. And then Kat would do that with another child the next week. And oh, then so we'd, we'd we'd take them all out. So we'd have, you know, I'd have two weeks with with I'd have a week with one child and a week with another. And then Kat would have a week with one child and a week with another. And what that did was we would develop our bonds with each of the kids uh, independently. And I thought I think that was. I really wish we could do it now, but it's it's quite mm. difficult. That really helped us create a dynamic. And what you've got to realize, and what what I realized, is that our, my relationship with both my sons is completely different. It's completely different. Mm. Um, and the second child is going to be different. You know, you thought you knew everything. You thought you knew everything. He just throw it out the window. Well, no, don't throw everything out the window. But. Um, <laughs> throw the baby out um but but it's going to be different and you're going to have to i think adjust um but i guess i think I'm, all of I'm everything you're saying i'm i'm kind of aware of but i wonder if i'm aware of in the same way that i was aware of things before the first one came around and then when it actually happened i was like oh my god this is absolutely not what i was expecting but everything you're saying i have some awareness of Right, I I understand that this is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. So I hope that I'm a little bit better prepared, but who knows? <laughs> and and I think the other thing you're very very careful about. Um, it's it's almost it's one of those parenting rules that you see. Oh, don't let your child have too much screen time. This and that. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to throw the rules out the window so you can get through the day. Mm. And if you end up, you know, s sitting your eldest or the youngest in front of a TV show. For, for a whole afternoon well 
if that gets you through the day and you're all alive and happy and still hugging each other, then then that's it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, there, there was a God. I wish I'd looked it up before this, but there was a study um, that they'd done on child development mm. and the different things that that you know go into the child development and the only thing that comes out is how much the child is loved that is the yeah. main key indicator of how a child's happiness is going to be when they come out yes every everything else has a little bit of an impact here and there but if the parents love the child make that child know they loved it doesn't really matter um everything else this is what i'm finding and that's what i that this is how i treat my kids at yeah. the moment is is yes you're yeah. loved we're here for you that's so good. but you know, we can't do everything and we, we're fallible. Make sure mm. your son knows that you're fallible. You um, know, that's funny. Uh, it gives me hope because, like, as I was saying earlier, we tell him we love him all the time. We hug him all the time, even when we're angry at him. And even when we, yeah. w- even when we crack, because it happens, you know, to everyone. Mm-hmm. And you, you, just, you just blow up and you yell and, like... Mm-hmm. It might take 30 seconds or a minute and then we realize, you know, we went too far. We go to him and we we hug him and we say, I'm sorry, you know, I, I yelled, I shouldn't have. But and we explain, we explain so much what yeah. he's feeling, what he's, you know, why we got angry. what we, And what really gives me hope in that uh, uh, area is that even when I and and my wife Sonia doesn't do it as much anymore and almost doesn't anymore actually but I every I would say now once a month once every two months I I do get angry and I yell at him maybe maybe once mm-hmm. a month I'm being generous with myself but even when that happens his reaction is to actually start crying and come to me for a hug you know that that yeah. really yeah. makes me hopeful because he doesn't he isn't afraid of me even when I yell he comes to me and he wants a hug and he's crying and when I ask him you know oh, why are you sad and he's like oh I don't like it when you're when you 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 yell or stuff like that and I'm like oh yeah. I'm sorry and it's yeah. the, the same same in here really and when we get angry it, it happens sometimes and and then we, we we get to yell at her of course she cries and she cannot stand it and the, the first thing she asks after that is, so that means that you don't love me anymore? <laughs> 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 of course not. So that, yeah, boys are the same. Hugs, yeah. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Love, love is everything. Um, That's so uh, important. Uh, just as a side point, Patrick, it's nice to know, it's nice to see parents like you bringing up boys that are not afraid to hug and to you know mm. hug hug their dads and kiss their dads and tell them they love them and i know it sounds like a you know thing but it, it's it's just not it's important that boys feel that that they can um yeah just as much as girls can and we, I, I i see in japan in japan maybe i i don't know in, in france because I, i've not been uh, there in a while but i i see so many parents and kids and Obviously, there's not much love between them. It's it's obvious, and it makes me sad. In in Japan, you mean there? Well, in, the in social Japan, dynamics. Japan, see, yeah, the, the social dynamics yeah. in Japan are so weird. Like again, we mm-hmm. could do a whole episode on on that topic. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So so I'm I'm fucked. Is what you mean? Uh, 
Um, yeah, I think that's the right way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You got the point. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, no, yeah, I, I know that I'm not a big fan of you because <laughs> now you're putting ideas into Manel's head. Thank you very much. I am. I am so sorry. I just. But you know, honestly, the hoping that. Uh, the first one is going to have someone to play with because, especially in COVID, it's he's yeah, been, that's the excuse you know, he's using. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think that's that's a definite positive point, Patrick. That's something else I was going to say was that them them having each other to play mm. with and to talk to is amazing. It makes up for everything else. So yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping I'm mm. hoping that that that's how it works out because. He's home and he's alone, and of course he's bored, you know. And he wants to play with us, and he's we uh, uh, we're not gonna leave him in front of the TV because when you start, you know, I'm so I try with myself so much not to put him in front of the TV like we do it now. He's three, so he's like the conventional wisdom is like half an hour a day average is okay, and we're like we don't do it quite like that, but. I always try to limit it so much so that it's the ultimate uh, uh, solution when we're so tired that we can't anymore. But so you're going to put him in front of the TV for half an hour, maybe longer on the weekend when you haven't used up your your TV bank for a while. But that's going to be an hour and a half over the weekend. You still have 10 hours to fill. And thankfully, we're in you know the middle of the forest so we can get out of the house and the house is really big so he can run around like a madman and and we're very lucky in that way but we can't go out and have play dates and we can't go to the well the playground maybe but now it's so there's so much snow that we can't and anyway so yes of course he's how, how far are you from the from the closest town uh about 10 kilometers from the closest small village, uh, which is like 500 people, and about 15 from the closest actual I mean from town. civilization. <laughs> uh, the closest supermarket is about 15 kilometers away, but it's a small one. The, the mm. actual town is maybe 30 kilometers um, from where we live. So, But on the other hand, you know, we just open the door and he goes out and he can play outside. And that's a, you know, very helpful thing in... COVID times, but um, yeah. No, no wild animals? <laughs> uh, there are actually uh, wolves on the other side of Whoa. the of the inlet. But, real wolves? Uh, yeah, real wolves that were reintroduced recently, but they're far away. It's okay. We did have a concern, however, when he was very not children small. eating wolves. No, mm. they're not. I mean, wolves are really not a problem, honestly. I <laughs> understand they're scary and they should, you know, you should be healthily scared but it's not an actual problem um the one issue we had when he was very small was uh there's a a, a couple of eagles in the area and uh, when they're very you know they can grab small dogs or small animals or very very small they could hurt a very very small baby i guess in theory so that's where i live i live where eagles and wolves hurt small babies I guess. Well, uh, you have so different worry about for your kid. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. I guess. How are things, Martin, since three years ago? Wow, that's a that's a long 
chapter <laughs> opening, but yeah, to I will try to 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 sum up. Yeah, everything uh, goes pretty. Everything goes pretty well and uh, pretty smoothly so far. Really, I I enjoy every day with my with my daughter and and it's it's a, it's a pleasure to to see her growing up and and by the way she's really growing up because she's 9 but she's already 145 centimeters tall which wow. makes her the, the tallest of her class and maybe uh, the tallest of her school no the tallest in japan a bit, but yeah <laughs> no really she's she's pretty tall and uh it's it's really incredible to to see how things change and uh, many small details and uh, how her character evolves and um, especially the 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 double culture thing i think you you can talk about this uh, as well patrick because uh, of course uh, by do you say binational with the uh, two, i guess binational two nationalities sure. mm. yeah so so of course obviously the, the the french culture and the japanese culture how she gets into both of them and uh, how she approaches french Be- because french now especially because of the covid situation we couldn't go back to france last summer like we usually do so and that's that's a big moment, a big step in in her uh, learning of French, of course, but of obviously uh, meeting uh, parents and relatives. And uh, she is now losing a little bit of French. Uh, so yeah, I was a very bit concerned about that because for mine as well. uh, of course. Yeah, she, she, she goes at Japanese school. Uh, of course, everybody uh, speaks Japanese. And uh, I'm almost the only one who, who talk French with her. So, yeah, um, we are thinking of maybe having her in, in a small, small school to have really small French lessons, and especially with other French kids, really, because mm. it's important for her to, to, to get to talk to... to other French nationals. Yeah, that's but, in, but anyway, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really so good, and I'm so happy because as I'm a uh, illustrator, designer, and it's I'm so happy that she's so creative. <laughs> she likes to to draw all the time, and we we even do some uh, comics projects together, and uh, she she steals uh, very often my iPad Pro, which is my main. <laughs> uh, working tool <laughs> so so yes i'm i'm really and i also i something i want to say is that i want it's a kind of uh like a illness but i want to to i would like to to document everything like to 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 note everything she said everything she does I took I take any pictures of what uh, she does uh, mm. to get a full life documentary, but I know that this is impossible. But uh, so, yeah, I, I guess I'm going to ask a question to both you and Bruce. I almost said Kerwin again. Um, both you and Bruce. When would you say things get? <laughs> I know what you're going to say, but when would you say things get easier? Um, I know there are new issues that develop but on the i have to be on all the time i don't have a life i don't sleep 
I don't, well, maybe not sleep. He still wakes up every other night. He wakes up once and calls for us. Um, like, when can you relax a little bit on the day-to-day concerns? I, I feel like we're on the cusp. He's at, he's three, maybe around four, maybe the, um, you know, when the terrible twos actually end. In your experience, if you remember, when would you say things get better? Um, Fabrice, please go ahead. Okay. Um, I, I would say you're about right. Uh, three, four. Uh, both of our boys went through, you got the terrible twos and then the three nages, we called it. Uh, they were the little, three what? Three nager, like teenager. Ah. But three, three, where they're, they're still a little petulant and mm. uh, wanting their own way. At, um, but I would say three, maybe four. Definitely okay. by the time you get to five. I think. The, the the moment for us, and I don't know what it is for you, it's when, I, I guess would be crude as, yes, you do their nappies um, and then you potty train them so that they're able to go and, you know, do their thing um, by themselves. And then it's when, when they're able to wipe their butt themselves. And mm. uh, I don't know if you've had the, if you're, right. if you're at that stage now, um, but that is, for me, that was kind of like a landmark because not having to change any more nappies or diapers is a is a big thing. Um, <laughs> it sounds silly, but it's a big thing. Oh, it and is. Then no, I mean, the, <laughs> the fact now he goes potty himself, um, mm-hmm. but he doesn't wipe his butt himself. I think we need no. to look at this at some point, but... but- <laughs> But uh, he doesn't, and I'm I'm sure that once that happens, he he goes on the pot, of course, not on the. Yeah. Um, it it, yeah. it it's when they can go to the toilet themselves that there's mm. there's a sort of pressure. I, I, even at this stage, I have the boys will come through every you know every so often, maybe once or twice a week during the night, and you're you're going to have broken sleep mm. um, for as you know for a long time, especially if you are doing what you're doing if you've got. Um, a child who likes to hu- to hug and, and cuddle, and mm. you know, sometimes they'll come through and want that. Um, but there's nothing wrong with that. I think three, four, generally five. It's a very slow process, Patrick. It's like you said, you know. Yeah. Um, I think you're over the worst of it. And mm-hmm. um, <laughs> with what the I was first say, one, <laughs> and with the first one, what I was going to say to Turkey also, and I don't know if you felt this, Patrick and Martin, was that mm. the first year, the first six months. And and I'm, I I don't know if I'm going to get called out for being sexist on this, but as a father, I found that I loved it. I loved the kids so much, but the first year, it's so bored. I'm mean, they're so boring. They you know there's there's just they're just little lumps of lovable flesh that that you want to hug and cuddle, but they don't do anything. They, you know they don't interact with you. They, oh, you're they, right. They, only they, cry. Are, use, they are useless. <laughs> yes, they completely, are, completely. The only thing they and, do and is they, cry. <laughs> Yeah, and then but once they're able to start talking to you and walking, and yeah, you know, even stupid things like kicking a ball ball at you or throwing a ball, or it, it's they suddenly become interactive. You know, they they yeah, go the from interaction there. is the point. Yeah, it, it mean, suddenly becomes a whole new ball game. I think for me, definitely some of that, absolutely a hundred percent. But also, I really don't enjoy kicking a ball i don't really like building towers no. in duplo like it's it's so mm-hmm. boring still i mean it's less boring yeah. than when he was very small and he oh, of course he can only do that and he can do puzzles and and 
I'm like, okay, I can do that for 15 minutes, half an hour. But after that, I'm bored out of my skull. And you still have to do it or find something else or kick a ball or go outside. But it's like... Patrick, I, I, you lost your child's soul. Yep. Oh, I, I, I can play Mario for hours on end. I, and, and he could too if I let him. But that I'm, I'm looking forward to when he's like six or a little bit older, when he can do that for longer and it's okay and yeah. it's not going to screw up his, his whole you know psyche. The problem is we're going to have the second one that is not going to be able to do that. And so we're going to have to ration things. And anyway, that's a problem for another time. But... um. I don't know what I was going to say. But yeah, they, when they're small, they're useless. But they nap. And Turkey, please appreciate the time when he naps. Because even for us, it was so hard because he would cry incontrollably before going to sleep. Every time. I talked about this in the first episode, of course, I'm sure. But so much crying. So much crying. And we tried Try everything. to nap as much as him. <laughs> Well, no, we would live our lives. Like, we would do stuff. I would, I don't know, play video games or, like, do stuff I wanted to do, watch a TV show. Now he doesn't nap. Like, from half past two already, when he's home, when he's at daycare, he goes to bed and maybe sleeps for half an hour or an hour during nap time. At home, he does not. And you will not get him to sleep. If you put if you put him in bed, if you're firm, if you're kind, if you're understanding if you're anything you might manage to force him to go to bed but he will cry and yell for half an hour or an hour until you say that he can you know now is the time you can get out of bed and then he'll get out of bed but like he does not nap anyway bottom line uh now for the past few months when he's at home on the weekends he doesn't nap so we don't have a break during the whole day so we alternate between my wife and i like we each get an hour or whatever or an hour and a half during the weekend but that's it and enjoy the naps enjoy the and naps. he's always harassing you you mean uh both of you I'm already enjoying the naps <laughs> I'm already enjoying the moment he goes to sleep and the um, longer the better <laughs> And and he's always harassing us. Yes, Martin, to answer mm. your question. Yes. Is that not the case <laughs> with your daughter? Uh, no. Uh, of course, yeah. The, the I hate first, you. Maybe one or two years. But uh, maybe because of the Japanese system, uh, uh, kids get quite independent uh, yeah. quite fast. Actually, they go to school. Even on first grade, they go to school by themselves. Okay, oh, wow. no, I'm talking about when they are six or, or seven years old, of course. But still, even at the at the daycare, they they encourage them to to do uh, as much things as they can by themselves without uh, being watched. Of course, they are being watched, but uh, uh, yeah, it, it went pretty smoothly on on this side uh, as well. And, um, I, it makes me think of a home? show. It makes me think of a show called um, "My First Outing." Uh, uh, how's it called in Japanese? Hajime no Dekake or something like that. Um, oh yeah, on Fuji, I've heard about Fuji it, yeah. Television. Like it's it's the the first time the children are asked yeah, to go <laughs> shop, um, and, and they, they send, go. They send the kids pretty far. <laughs> yeah, like to the to the convenience with, with, store with that's pretty list, far with away. A list. <laughs> of what to buy and they film them and they're yeah, three yeah. years old and they go out to the store and buy stuff it's like 
Wow. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And, 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 they, and they come back and some get lost, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty Look funny you. show. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I hope that this happens soon for, for mine, but it's also cultural, mm, I'm sure. It but, will, uh, it will. Yeah. Um, uh, I wish I was in a place where it's a little easier to let the kid out. <laughs> yeah. It's. I mean, yeah, that, this is that's a car. A this is a, this is a car society. You can never let your kid out on the street. Period. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really? Really? Yeah. Really? Wow. Yep. Yeah. Um. I, I I just um hearing a Frenchman speak Japanese. I never thought I'd I'd, I'd yeah. You know that's that's a uh, quite. Sexy. You you said so... you said on the past episode <laughs> that we we sounded cute. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um yeah, I quite oh, like it. It's quite arousing. I never do it on the show, but uh I Hongo ga Ganska wait Ganska oh my god, Ganska is a Swedish word. I was oh, like wow. so you Japanese... mixed Swedish and yes. Japanese? Wow Yes, it's horrible. <laughs> Well, oh my god, god. I was like, was kind of Japanese slang. Yeah, it I does a little bit. I was like, it's like by Japanese is, is somewhat, it's pretty, it's pretty good with the, oh my god. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I, I will note it and I will try to use it in Japanese. I will say it's <laughs> like a new quite. word to say awesome. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. Uh, so I want to hear, by the way. I, I do want to hear... Oh, thank you. Yes, my accents are, are, are pretty good. Um, <laughs> if I do say so myself. Uh, my vocabulary and, and grammar is another story, though. I do want to hear a little bit more before we close off the show. I do want to hear a little bit more about how things have changed uh, for you as well, Bruce, and maybe a little bit more for Martin, because we talked about early childhood and maybe around the three years old and a little bit older i guess martin you did tell us a little bit how things are going now but um mm. yeah bruce as well how did it change mm -hmm. from two and a half years ago and and also by the way bruce how old are, are your boys now uh they're, they're six and eight six and eight okay um so um, yeah. i think what's what's changed you know it's it's like you said it's it's um it's something that changes a little over time i think having a little more of a of a grown-up relationship where you can talk and have conversations and and um and actually explore the ideas of life a bit more uh boys are just sort of they're getting to a stage now where where religion and the idea of concept of i know it sounds grim but but it's come up the concept of death and um and all that started um generally bedtime now is a story and then you know they brush, they've got to brush their teeth, own teeth, and uh, oh, I can't wait for that. Them. Like you know, <laughs> talking about how he he fights me on everything. Like brushing the teeth uh, is like pulling teeth every time. <laughs> uh, um, it, it, but you, you, said, know, you said he want to do, he wants to do things by himself. Almost everything. Yeah. Like he tr yeah. no, but mm. even for the teeth, he tries. But, mm. you know, he's three. Like, he can't brush them <laughs> properly. And if you let him, no. then they're going to fall off before he gets his, his adult <laughs> teeth. I think there's, uh. a, there's a sort of... And I think I said it the last episode, and it carries on. It's, it's, a, it's just a continuous um, series of letting go. Uh, you know, it, it's, you're just continually letting them do more and more and more 
yeah. by themselves and and feeling like oh my god i can't wait until they're able to do, do this themselves and then when they can you're like oh i remember when i used to do that for you. <laughs> there is so much of the already which is going to make parents of older children laugh and and laugh at me but there's so much of oh he was so small do you remember when he was so small and uh-huh. he was like this and like that that is like he's pretty tiny still but already it's a little bit like that um i yeah. think i think for me the way life has changed is I, i'm feeling like i'm a little more of an adult now mm. um and i've got a little more of my life back um from from then and it's just it's so slow you don't even notice it happening it's only when i speak to you now and mm-hmm. even you telling me when you know that my 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 sons were the same age as yours is now back then and i'm thinking oh jesus yeah that's what it was <laughs> like <laughs> you forget you just forget i think there's mm-hmm. a it's i think it's i don't know what it is it's it's um oh god words are difficult um you know, evolutionary that that yeah. we're just going to not not remember the bad things. Oh uh, yeah, of because, course. Uh, like no we... one would have a second child ever. No, if you no, actually you remember. <laughs> no, and, like, and I'm sure. Know, the first I'm sure <laughs> some some mutation of of some ancient human got a mutation where they remembered all of it vividly, and they just died off evolution they died because out. they yeah, you yeah. know they didn't have other children. I mean, the the first thing I was going to ask you when when you said you had a second child was, do you remember how they were made, and did you remember to stop doing that? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well you know, it. but it, it it is, you know, we're we're being cynical, I think, but I th- as well as being realistic. But yeah, um, mm. yeah, life yeah. life gets better. It does get better, and you do miss some of the good things. And the bad things do fade. So um, listening to Turkey now, I, I remember the boys when they were so young and they just came out of hospital and, and just the pure love and, and just unadulterated feeling you have. But then also those moments when you're alone and there's no one else around and it's two o'clock in the morning and you've got to be somewhere at you know eight and this child just won't stop. Um crying and you have the darkest thoughts in your mind that that you ever thought you would have um there's hope just do exactly what turkey said and i think that's that's some of the wisest (laughs) stuff put put the baby down walk away and go get yourself a cup of coffee the child's not going to get scarred for life by being left for 10 minutes as long as they're in a safe space obviously uh by being left for 10 minutes to cry you know it's healthy yeah for everyone it's it's a little bit um i like i'm not there anymore i i I might go back to it with the second one of course but um Mm -hmm. yeah i'm not there anymore and i'm looking forward to what you're talking about which is things slowly getting back to normal and i think the other thing and turkey that might be useful for you to think of as well is that as much as I wasn't prepared for how horrible things were going to be in the beginning, I also wasn't comprehending that they would get better. Yeah. And now I have a vision of that. I, I Because people were telling me, a few people, very few were telling me, oh, it's going to be horrible and your life is going to change and everything. And I didn't 
hear that. And at the same time, the same and other people were telling me it does get better. It like for me, they were telling me, oh, you'll see within three months, you know, things will be better. And I was like, three months? I'm not going to last a week. What are you talking about three months? <laughs> and you promise me, Patrick, it's better. <laughs> I, I absolutely do. And I, I so understand that you can't hear it because I couldn't hear it, as I was saying. But having lived through it once, I, as bad as it will get, I think I will have the experience, the life experience that it does at some point get better. Um, and, and that is also valuable because it allows you to, you know, uh, relativiser, like put a little bit of distance between you and what's happening. Mm. And that's very helpful, I think. But um, I think just yeah. one final thing before I shut up. Um, the, the other thing is that every child is different, Patrick, and the experiences mm -hmm. you've had with, with your first, it's going to be different. And you think you know everything. And I, <laughs> I don't know if I've just said it before on this podcast. You but, did. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be different. Um, and so, also, and you, that's you another will be thing. lucky. My, my short-term hmm. memory is terrible now, and I'm the children for that. <laughs> Martin? Yes, yes, I said you. And you will be lucky, lucky because, yeah, as uh, everybody said, yeah, things are going to get better. You are going to get better and your uh, oldest child will get better at the same time. So mm. many, many things will get better at the same time and you will be able to, to enjoy uh, all together. So I think it's a, it's, a, it's a good chance. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's that. There's also, I, I think of all of this and my wife is like, oh, but you'll see it's going to be easier because we, we're used to it and we have, you know, all of this. And, and we, we have already done it once and we'll have more help. Actually, that's one thing. We're not going to be shy about asking for help. Uh, and hopefully by, you know, then we'll be able to get help and the family. And in Finland, COVID isn't as bad. So that's a part of it. But at the same time, I'm like, yes, but it, I'm not being a, a good improv person. I'm not saying yes and. I'm saying yes, but um, we also have another child that we're not done taking care of. That's going to be added on top of the new one. That's going to be horrible. So that's you know part of the the issue. But um, the I guess I'm going to reveal something which might make me sound sexist as well, like you, Bruce, earlier. But um, I'm going to reveal something to you. And it's the fact that we're having a girl. Um, oh, and ah, I am. Okay. I, I was am about to ask her. <laughs> I'm so yeah. hoping. Yeah. So hoping. I feel sorry for you, Patrick. I'm really, so really hoping do that. I feel so sorry for you. All it's of so the good. cliches <laughs> are true that boys are rowdier than girls and that they're more difficult and have more energy. I'm so hoping that I've heard the girl the opposite, is going to be. So... Oh my God! Like I mean, no. My 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 for wife. You, the girl's gonna be worse. She's gonna run your life, not the boy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're. <laughs> you say no. that from a very uh, gender stereotypical country. For us, they're both exactly the same to the point that like yeah, we were I'll so. I'll ask you after she's born. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll I see. know, I know. <laughs> I, like we we were extremely gender neutral with uh, our first child, and my wife is like. Okay, I like I'm super feminist and like gender neutral. I've, we have to buy this girl some dresses. Like we have to have no, dresses. Like, 
no we have no pink and no blue stuff like we take it uh, it's i don't think it's an extreme but we just choose other other colors like we have a few blue things it's not true but uh we try to for, be a for little my, bit for my neutral. daughter yeah for my daughter about the the, the gender things uh we, we 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 got to talk to her about this pretty early and uh she got kind of aware of it and uh in the early years and when she was two or three years old and uh, of course uh, at, at the time of course uh, of course in japan it's always uh gender oriented so yeah blue yeah, for boys very very pink for girls that's a cra- yeah. crappy crappy thing and we, we said uh not we, we didn't force her to not like the pink but pink color course, but yeah. somehow it came that she she didn't like it and uh, she she would pick up the blue or, or, or mm. even red or orange any other color than pink <laughs> and i can't forget the the the, the moment at the, it was a uh, the daycare and uh, she she has a friend and a little girl maybe a bit younger than her but when she, my, my daughter manon stated that she didn't like pink the other girl looked at her <laughs> what you don't like pink <laughs> like the world was falling apart like she couldn't believe it <laughs> that's funny that's, that's i mean funny. we've got exactly the opposite with that with with my youngest son he loves pink but he won't admit it at school oh <laughs> which is very sad yeah it, it, but it's his favorite color but he's very embarrassed oh, about that school so. that's that's cute and yeah sad. at some point he will for him you know yeah he um, will he will yeah I'm. I'm. Uh, I, I also want to mention. Um, we. It's not like we're going to fight her if she likes pink. Uh, if she wants pink, it's gonna, it's absolutely fine. You know what? If she leaves me alone when I'm playing, you know, not, when when she's playing by herself, I, she can do anything she wants. That's. I don't. I don't mind. Go play with your brother. Don't bother me. I'm busy. I'm watching a horror movie. You can't come into my office. I'm busy Just... gaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm I'm playing Doom. Okay. This is not a prop- appropriate for you. And of course, the only thing they're going to want to do is play Doom when I say that. Obviously. <laughs> so. I just want to be left alone. That's what modern parenting is. You just want to be left alone, and you never are. That's what happens. I mean, that's what parenting is. Period. Unless you're a father in Saudi Arabia, apparently. Who wants, like, we're all men here. We can be honest. No woman listens to this podcast anyway. (laughs) Whose brilliant idea was it to have, like, feminism and equality and everyone doing the same things at home? Who got that idea? I want to go live in in Saudi Arabia. But it's you morons. (laughs) i want to go to saudi arabia and when i'm displeased with the behavior of my child i just hand him over to uh my wife and i only you know there's this uh, i come from a middle eastern background as some of you know my mother grew up in uh, my parents both grew up in the middle east um and when i was very young we had a maid at home um before we had to leave because of the war and be you know and, and go to france and we had a maid at home and so she would come and present me to my mom and dad when it was time to go to bed. And she was like, oh, okay, so cute. And then you put him to bed and you worry about all the the problems and all the things. And uh, I mean, 
obviously my parents weren't super wealthy, but that was a normal thing back then. And they were, you know, taking care of me as well. But it wasn't like we were living in a palace and they would only see me 10 minutes a day. But maybe that wasn't so bad of a, you know, way of doing things. Maybe we should, you know... How long did it last, by the way, your... Uh, a couple of years before, before the war. You're alone. Your wife isn't right there, isn't she? She's not, but I think if we could, she yeah, might so not. Yeah, you're so brave. I say that to her face. She she might not approve of the uh, let's let the wives take care of the children, but I'm not so sure she would disapprove of the let's have the help take care of the children when we're not, you know, <laughs> because honestly. Okay, if we're getting serious, you do for realize a second, we do have help right now, right, Patrick? I told you. Well, that, right? you do. I do not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and and let me tell you, and and within society, yes, you're right. In a lot of families, depending on the family, but in a big majority of family, unfortunately, the help does take over uh, taking care of the child to a point mm. that is ridiculous in yeah. some families. Uh, in my family, we've decided that the help is only there for support. Right. And that's yeah. what we're trying our best to do is we're the ones who's going to raise him, not the help. And unfortunately, I've seen families and I've met children that were raised by the help, but they hardly know their parents. Yeah. It's, that's, I mean, that's a shame, really. I, you know, I understand the feeling. I, I wouldn't do it, but I understand why you, if you have a certain type of child, um, but if we're being on, uh, like serious for a second, one of the issues is that I really believe now that children aren't made to be raised by nuclear families. Like, this is not how it's supposed to work in nature. And I have a completely different understanding for families that have, you know, have uncles and aunts and grandparents that are extremely involved. For us, now we've changed it a little bit and Sonia's parents are involved a little bit more and his brother as well. But initially we were like, okay, so it's two parents and the children and that's how it works. But it can't. It's so tiring. Like it, it, that's, it, it takes a village is, makes so much more sense to me. Like you have to have help. And for you, Turkey, I'm very... Uh, sad that in your society where families are also very important, and I know this because I also come from Middle Eastern background, you can't now because of COVID, because you would have help all the time. He would grow up with his, I mean, hopefully within, I know, you know, vaccination is going strong in, in Saudi Arabia. Hopefully all of your relatives will be vaccinated soon and they can, you know, grow up with the other children and, and it will be so helpful because just being two parents and a child is ex like that's not how it's supposed to work. I guess is my my. Uh, Patrick, I have to run. Sorry, something very important just came up. Okay, thank you, Turkey. All right, have a thank good you. luck. Bye. Thank you. Good Bye. luck. <laughs> um, okay, well, his uh, link to his uh, Twitter account will be in the show notes if you want to hear more from Turkey. And I think this is probably a good point to end the show anyway we've been going on for about an hour and a half um anything else you want to add guys about your experience in the past two and a half years or our general musings about parenthoods and fatherhood no mm, martin no. i would good? say uh yes just uh, just a last thing i i was uh, thinking about is uh, i was 
uh, interested in how much should I share what I uh, experienced when I was a child? I mean, especially uh, in the uh, pop culture thing. Uh, I think she, she has to, 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 to grow by herself, I mean, to, to do her culture by herself, but I always feel, maybe you, you feel the same, Patrick, that you want to share, you want to show uh, your boy uh, what you've seen when you were a kid, like the you know the the, the, the usual Goonies and and Back to the Future mm. stuff, uh, without being sure uh, she will or he will enjoy. And uh, I try to, but I I <laughs> I force myself not to share too much because maybe it's maybe it's too much. So, but uh, I'm happy that for for some of this uh, pop culture thing she she enjoys. So. What's what's your side and and Bruce? Well, I mean, for me, I I'm very much not a I don't have the nostalgia of the things from my childhood, or I, I appreciate them, but I also understand that that was of a different time, and maybe it's like if my parents were like, "Oh, you should listen to." Uh, Elvis Presley, it's so cool, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, it was yeah, okay, but there's this Michael Jackson dude who's doing kind of inspired stuff by things that were inspired by him and also other stuff, and he's really like he's cooler. Um, <laughs> so I don't, I try like for the video games, for example. I initially I I made a couple of levels that were designed to teach him the basics of jumping and running in Mario Maker. But I, I didn't make it, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't make force him to play Super Mario like the first one initially. I think that's a bit dumb. Like I, I, I no judging those who do, but I don't do that. So it, I suspect if he wants to watch old stuff, it's fine. I'm not going to tell him, yo, you only have to watch stuff from ten years ago maximum. But <laughs> um, I don't, I don't take that um, that path of forcing uh, him to do things in chronological order. But, mm. yeah. It's a good way. <laughs> what about yeah, you? I, Bruce, go ahead. I, I, think it, I think I don't... It's not something I... I've, you know, it's nice, um, but I don't, I don't have any nostalgia. I've, I've learned to, you know, move, not, not have it. Um, so... I'm pretty much where Patrick is. It's mm. you know, there's going to be there's going to be new things, and uh, and yeah, we move along with it. It is quite fun because there are there are, kids are into memes right now, and uh, when they see stuff from my past that's turned into a meme, and we sort of mm. say, oh, this is where it's from. They're like, oh, oh, wow, wow, wow. But then I remember the same sort of thing happening with my parents. We didn't call it memes, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, um, my my culture and my history right now is so messed up that um, I'm quite happy for the boys to discover as they go. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. Uh. All right. Well, thank you to both of you for uh, spending an hour and a half of your time with me um, and to Turkey, of course. Who knows? Maybe we'll do it again in a few months or a couple of years and uh, see where we stand. And uh, that can be an interesting series to to keep uh, following. Yeah. Every two or three years is a good pace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. It is. Yeah. 
I, I wonder if um, maybe I'll need to do something about how I'm, uh, I'm surviving with the second child after a few months only to see if it's different from the first one. Patrick is a survivor. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I also really wonder how, because I guess I'll have the answer with the second one or potentially, but I really think that our first is very agitated. Like not agitated, that's not the right term, but he is, again, his strong will is so active. strong. Very active <laughs> and very active, like, huh? like determined on everything. And everyone tells me, oh, no, you know, it's normal. That's how. So I'm like, okay, you know what you're talking about, the people from the daycare. And like everyone is like, no, it's he's a normal kid. Like he's active, but not is he's not different. But I'm really hoping that secretly he actually is. And he is, you know, especially at home, out of the norm. And and that the second one will be calmer. <laughs> but, yeah, by, by, the, by the way, when 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 is he expected? Uh, April, early April. April, oh, yeah, nice. Uh, um, Patrick, you may be right because I've found that the kids act differently around different people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my my boys, one of my sons in particular, is very picky about his food in front of us. Yet he goes to his granddad and eats exactly the same things. Yeah, and uh, without complaint. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> you may be right. You may. I be think right. there's he a little be, bit uh, of that. A little bit, and he's yeah, like yeah. he's super comfortable at home but he's quite shy when there are other people so i suspect although he's very comfortable at daycare nowadays he's been going there mm. for two years but anyway all right we'll see okay. we'll see what happens um <laughs> thank you both if, if people be okay, want huh? more <laughs> thank you if people want more uh where would they go Kerwin, uh, God, uh, Bruce. Kerwin. Well, that, that you've, you'll find that's that's who I am on uh, on BattleNet, and that's what everyone I know who I play well calls me. So I'm not with. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so uh, you'll find me uh, yeah on BattleNet or um, or on Twitter, which will be on the in the show notes. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, Martin, good. what about you? Yeah, you can find me on on Twitter and uh, Instagram on uh, the name Baron Marutin, which uh, will be shown on, on the episode notes. And I'm now redoing from scratch my website with some fresh illustrations. So I will I will tweet about that when when it's done in Blizzard style. <laughs> <laughs> when it's done, perfect. When it's done. All right. Well, thank you very much again to both of you. For me, it's uh, not Patrick on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You. you can also find links to the different things I do on uh, notpatrick.com. Um, if you speak French, I have a number of shows in French. Uh, Le Rendez-vous Tech, about tech news. Le Rendez-vous Jeu, about gaming news. Um, Super Laser Punch. Nice shows, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, Super Laser Punch is about uh, superhero stuff and we do weekly recaps of or not recaps but debriefs of one division at the moment it's in french as well but if you speak french go check out super laser punch um and very nice title by the way <laughs> thank you thank you i i, I thought you know everyone goes <laughs> like it. supercast or marvel podcast or and i was like no we're gonna do something original Boring. which is going to <laughs> screw up our seo for every <laughs> for the until the end of times um it's impossible to find unless you know the name so well done patrick but super laser punch it's in french it's pretty cool sure. 
And of course, if you enjoy this show and want to support it and uh, maybe want to uh, follow us for the next few years of parenthood and of, of fatherhood, um, you can check out the Patreon for the show. Patreon.com slash The Phileas Club is where you would go to support the show. And uh, I hope you consider doing that if you enjoy what we do. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back in a few weeks with another regular episode. Talk to you then. Bye.